you should have sex or you shouldn't have sex based on shit people said, as opposed mm. to you should have sex because you have a drive to have sex. You are you're in touch with your your drives. You're aware that, hey, I have this I have this yeah. actual drive to go do this thing. And here's what I know about it. We now bring you enter the Freud. This is for entertainment purposes only. It is no way medical advice. Americans, mostly younger Americans, meaning like under 50, so 20-something, 30-something, 40-something, um, are having noticeably statistically less sex now. And it's just been on the decline. And it's like much less now than 20 years ago or than 40 years ago. First off, just that stat is pretty shocking in and of itself. I don't think most people would predict that. Nope. Um, but but it's but it's statistically true. Um, and Americans are in relay have partners less, are in relationships less, which also I think people I think what people would predict is that there are less committed relationships now, but there's more sex. But that's not true. There's less committed relationships and there's much less sex. So it's like, wow, what what's going on? What does that mean? And how does that how do we make sense of that um, in uh, juxtaposition to this argument that like hookup culture has swept the nation and everyone's out there hooking up, but no one's committing when in fact the stats are the opposite. Here, here's the stat that shocked me the most is 26 percent of Americans did not have sex one time. In 2021, <laughs> that's more than a quarter of adults didn't have sex, not once in the entire year of 2021. That's amazing. My question is, uh, I, it's, a, it's a great question, but how do we know? Like, how do you even track that through? Uh, ob- I mean, obviously, it's through survey and people's accounts, but I think it's yeah. really funny because if if it was through some type of some some strange digital espionage tracking mechanism <laughs> right the, uh, i think what it would reveal is that previously 20 years ago everyone also was not having sex they were just lying about it <laughs> yeah right At, the study is apple revealed that the your your iphones have been tracking your behavior and they know when you're having sex or not and you've been caught 26 percent of americans aren't having sex at all yeah that that would be more believable where you'd say like oh my god everyone was just telling their friends and telling it themselves yeah yeah i have a good sex life totally yeah i mean you know i hook up all the time or me and my me and my wife, me and my lady friend get it on. And it's like, ah, no. <laughs> and they're like, well, hold on. Let me log into your Apple activity count. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it tracks your screen time. Well, maybe it tracks all kinds of other things. And and actually, your iPhone says you've only spent 17.3 minutes in the past two years having sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. OK, OK. Uh, other than that preposterous theory which we can throw out the window what do you think is happening because it sounds to me like this is a symptom of something humongous something profound but i wonder what's your reaction to hearing that well yeah i want i think i guess i kind of want to make a disclaimer is i i agree i think it's a big important thing to figure out and i bet it's really complicated i bet there's a lot of factors so 
unlike a lot of podcasts or YouTube people are out there who like sort of talk like they're experts or something, I, I just want to start with, I have no fucking idea. So I'm going to spout off some theories and try yeah. to sound like I'm really smart, but I've, no one fucking knows what the hell really this is about. So I'm just speculating here. I think my theory, I think the, I think the reason people are having sex less and people are in relationships less is I think Americans, I, and I think it's the same reason that like people are fighting so much on comment sections on social media and people are fighting so much about political ideology is I think Americans have gotten more and more kind of like we all sort of think we know the better. We all It's kind of like we've gotten more and more narcissistic or self-centered or we all kind of think we're the shit and we know better and that just makes it harder for us to get along and if you don't if you can't get along you're not gonna have sex (laughs) interesting i like that theory it's so weird that you see this way because i almost think that the narcissism and the self-centered um presentation is 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 what is what really happens is it's a it's a defense against the fact that they actually don't know that there's a serious lack of self-knowledge that that people don't know how to self-orient and as a result they come up with this kind of like oh yeah i'm doing me it's all about my new way of life but then it's like yeah if it really was wouldn't you then like in a lucid dream if you're the driver of this entire thing this reality of yours wouldn't you then instantly hook up with super hot people and like i mean that's what everyone does in a lucid dream (laughs) but i right and so reality should be telling these people that you're not all that because you ain't hooking up with nobody but people still think they are it's kind of like you know like the american idol at the beginning where all these people go in and they think they're gonna be like the next Stevie Wonder and they're like (laughs) and but they actually think they're like amazingly talented and gonna be famous I sort of think that's like an American syndrome is we're just like deluded that we all think we're badass (laughs) and 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 you you don't get I don't think if you're that way if you're like egocentrically inflated usually you are it's not attractive like those dudes who think they're Stevie Wonder like Like they don't get to have sex with people because like (laughs) they're idiots (laughs) to have sex with people. Yes, it takes confidence, but it also takes like sensitive awareness of the other person and and, like knowing how to do the back and like flirting and and seducing someone. You really have to like get to know uh, the other person and what makes them tick and what is attractive to them. And if you're just stuck in your own thing, like, ah, I sound so beautiful. <laughs> like the women will run. Yeah. But see, this is what they, there's so many arguments about this supposed hookup culture. And it's really amazing that everyone thinks that they just invented it like a year ago. Right. Like people weren't hooking up since the beginning of time and it just like oh it's this new thing and as a result guys are just getting what they want they're getting their cake and eating it too and then ladies just whatever like the i I don't know what your kind of um read on 
people's criticism about hookup culture is. But it's it's almost like one of the claims is that hookup culture is allowing guys to be this kind of crazy, um, unrefined American Idol reject and still get the ladies. That's the claim. <laughs> That's the claim is that that you can be an American Idol reject and in hookup culture, you still get all the ladies. And I'm like, that totally, that is the claim. And I say, I call bullshit on that claim. The American Idol rejects are not getting the ladies. And as I was saying, 26% of adults are had zero sex in 2021. And yep. the, st- the statistics to go on to say 50% of adults had sex less than once a month in 2021. 50% are having way less sex than they want to have. So I just don't think, I think that claim that all these people are hooking up, or particularly that there's, that all men are players and are out there playing all the women. I don't, it's not happening. There's a small percentage of men who are players who are getting a lot of action. Yeah. But, but I think it's a very, very, very small percentage. Um, and most men probably try to pretend like they're one of the players, but they're not. Yeah. I bet the players are 1% of men that are <laughs> actually really killing it. I bet it's 1%. Yep. It's true. 1% is are the guys who then, once again, there's more criticism about that 1%. It's like, oh my God, what juvenile behavior, what, what, what a sad state of affairs, you know, why didn't they just figure it out after the third hookup, right? Like if you, if you went out and you hooked up with a different chick every night, three days in a row, and then you, you're supposed to say, oh, wow, on the third day, well, I had enough of that. Gee, golly, that was that was something, right? And then you're supposed to just be like, well, now I've got it all figured out. I've got the whole sex thing figured out, the relationship intimacy. I got it all figured out. But that's almost like really people's opinion is like, you're allowed to go wild for a second, but then as soon as you do, you should somehow wake up and become mature and then seek a long-term relationship based on all the old criteria that, that people used to talk about before. Yep. And so what, look at what we've already exposed is that the claims of what is going on in hookup culture isn't even going on for most people. And then when it does go on, then there's other kinds of, of criticism that, Hey, okay, good for you. Now, now be done with that. And then it's like, well, who is to say what's next? What are, where is the type of information about why did people get why did people start to explore and have open sexuality? Like right. why did they start doing that? And then what is next? And since there there clearly is no there's not even a phrase for what happens next. We could coin one right now. There's no fucking stage that that says okay after you after you become successful at or unsuccessful mostly at hookup culture. Right. What's next? What's the next thing? Well, and the assumption is, okay, in your 20s, it's fine. Everyone fool around. But then you should grow up, settle down, get married, have kids and live happily ever after. That's the assumption right now. And everyone's pissed. um, Well, women are pissed that men aren't doing that. Um, 
another another thing I, I'm, I'm reluctant to say this but back in the 1950s let's say i think this is probably true i don't know i wasn't alive in the 50s that there was way 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 less hooking up going on there was way less premarital sex there was way less just like um casual sex going on in the 1950s or 40s i think that's probably true and why was that it's because women wouldn't have sex with men that's why that's why there wasn't hooking up going on and now there's tons of casual sex going on why is that is because women are having sex with men. It's sort of like the women, there was a big worldview change among women from in the 1950s. They're like, no, sorry, we don't have casual sex. In fact, we don't even have sex before marriage. That's cool. And now women are having sex, you know, whenever the hell they feel like it, which I think is cool. I think it's good. But let's just be honest about what the change was between the 1950s and today. It was women deciding to have casual sex. That's what it was. Yeah, fair enough. And that then kind of brings in the dilemma of why weren't they having sex? And I don't want to get into the same same tired argument that we talk about, about evolution and then the introduction of birth control and stuff like that. We all know that, right? There's some other curious elements about the shift in cultural norms and, and societal norms that had to do with religion, which I, I didn't even realize this was a thing until I moved to Virginia 10 years ago. Right. I remember moving here and I was talking to to some parents and some some teenagers and they were trying to explain to me how their daughters had gone through the ceremony of of what, what did they call it? They 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 dedicated their virginity to their dads. Hmm. What was culture like, was that? It's Christian. Weird. This is a total Christian. It's called purity culture. Oh, yeah. And so there's this there was this kind of a movement in reaction to women being sexually liberated. And they basically were like, hey, I was used to this concept from growing up in India because it's totally an Eastern idea that if you have sex before marriage, then there's a hole in your aura. Like the woman has some kind of a defect that happens. Right. Yes. And so I, I, I remember hearing that as a kid. And I'm like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. I'm like, that's just the, a spiritual way to oppress women. But then I came to, because I didn't, I didn't know anything about Christianity until I studied it in school. And then, um, then I run into these people who were, were practicing this kind of a, um, a, a spiritual way to, well, as a result, I just noticed that there were, there was this kind of reaction from their daughters that they desperately wanted to to have some kind of a sexual interaction. And then it what the thing opposing it was a religious concept, a almost like a, a spiritual doctrine. Yes, totally. Right. So there has to, there has to be a, a belief system in place that you shouldn't have sex. Because if that belief system is not in place, people are gonna have sex because humans want to have sex. Yeah. And yeah, in the 60s there was this like cultural revolution. And, and I think actually part of it was like the feminist movement where the feminist movement was like, hey, we women, we can do whatever the fuck we want. And if we want to have sex, we're going to have sex. Yeah, definitely. So then what, like now that we can clearly point out, okay, these were the, these were some of the contributing factors that led people to, to start to have much more of a, a chance to hook up outside of the idea that, 
we're going to hook up under the the contract that we're engaged headed towards marriage, right? Yep. We're going to hook up for all these other reasons, but then why didn't that trend continue to where now here we are and it should be that the amount of people who didn't have sex last year was like 2%. That's what you would expect. And totally. Unless there was some strange COVID factor that made it worse. But then I'm quite certain it wasn't COVID. I'm sure the, the number has been decreasing. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the study said that. Because at first people think, oh, it's because of COVID. But no. And when you when you just look at the graph, it's just slowly but steadily gone down since like 1978 or something. It's just been on a steady decline. Yeah. Well, so then that that's what's so strange is the people get rid of the the restriction to some degree of yep. of of Christianity and or other spiritual beliefs that would would dictate that one should never have a romantic inter- interaction outside of the contract of marriage but then so that appears to be less existent except i know that it is somewhat happening today in america i don't know what percentage it is but for some degree it is. And then like as well, then what causes this trend, this later trend? And I guess, I guess I had a couple ideas. What, what did you, what are you thinking? Um, well, so the, the one I said is that um, as people like with the feminist movement, I just think generally there's been a movement in America, especially America, maybe more than anywhere else in the world of like, I'm liberated, I'm autonomous, I can do whatever I want. And I use the word narcissism. I don't think that's the right word. It's just, it's kind of like a egocentrism and a a strong sense of my autonomy that I think in, in just America, especially women in America, compared to women in other cultures really have that in a strong way. Yeah. And I th- and I think that's a good thing. I'm not trying to criticize that. But when two people are really self are, are really anchored in what they want to do, I think they're less likely to get along. They're more likely to be oh, at odds. I see. Yeah, so so your theory is basically that because we are all at such odds with each other, you know, philosophically, potentially in our concepts of what spirituality is, certainly um, politically. And and even just dumb things about like, well, I want a woman who's got dark curly hair, but I want her to have blue eyes and I want her to have her eyelashes curled and she needs to be like this dress size and she has to be fun. You know, it's just like the list of needs. And I think I deserve that. Yeah, I guess maybe the word I I don't want to use this word, but I guess the word is entitlement. I think Americans are really entitled. um, And I think it's when two entitled people try to come together, they're both like, no, you're not good enough for me. You're, no, you're not good enough for me. And so instead they just stay home and watch Netflix. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, on I guess next to that, I have two two alternative and potentially competing theories. Good. One, one is that I think there is a serious lack of privacy happening and, mm. and this is going to be a, this is going to be a tough one for me to to f- figure out, I think. But the 
I think that people's oversharing about their relationship status and just the, the, the need to portray what they're doing at all times creates this sense that what you do is not private. And here's something really fascinating is I know that women's explore, exploration in sexuality is a totally discreet endeavor. Women actually don't want to go out and brag like guys do and be like, yeah, bro, I fucked that girl. Yeah. Like what did you, yo, what happened with you and that chick last night? And the, and the guys are like, oh, I went like this. Well, like women do obviously talk like that with their friends, but then there's a bunch of experiences they have that they never talk about. It's like these, these little discreet moments and I'm even just, th- that they never talk about even with their girlfriends. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That maybe only with their most trusted ones, because it's something that is embarrassing. It didn't go well. It's like something that um, that would be in a way slutty that isn't cool. Right. Where they they did something that it turns out it would be looked at as not that cool. Whereas kind of with guys, you get you get a free ride, even if you hook up with a chick who turns out to be crazy, ugly, silly. Your guy friends are like, oh, well, that happened, man. You know, it's it, it doesn't really. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I went out to the bar and I met this super ugly, annoying chick and I was drunk. So I took her home and I was like, whatever. I took her home and she ended up grinding her butt on my <laughs> face. <laughs> All I did is be like, whoa, that's a crazy experience. Yeah, fist bump, buddy. <laughs> yeah. See, and, and I, I know it's like we, we can joke about that, but. I really think there's something to it. And I'll tell you how I how I noticed this. I remember somebody was showing me their, their love letter to their boyfriend. This young, young patient was showing me and they were posting it on Facebook. And so this has to be like 10 years ago when, when I first noticed this phenomenon that, that rather than send the love letter directly to him, she was posting it for everyone that she knows to see, but it was a totally personal letter. Like, oh, I'm so glad we met. I love you so much. I, you know, and it went for pages and pages. Oh. And it was a public display, but of, of a, a very intimate thing. The most intimate thing. And so huh. it's almost like there was this need to overshare but then there's because that is an acceptable one, like yeah. to have to have a relationship where you're in love and you're having this like incredible relationship. Oh, you got to share that. But as soon as you do some dumb shit and it goes really bad, well, how are you going to hide that? Because you're kind of just like posting everything. It's like you, you create your own surveillance and then you don't want to you don't want to risk going and looking foolish. This is my theory. Once again, since we're talking shit and coming up with theories. That's right. So a, a simp- So a, if I try to boil your theory down, it's basically that like women have reluctance or if I stated a little more strong shame around revealing some of their like naughty, sexy sides. Yeah, I, I think it. Well, the ones that would not be viewed as awesome amongst the general pop, the 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 larger audience obviously amongst their girlfriends when they're going to talk smack about how they hooked up with this dude and what they think of his dick and whatever the the kind of shit they're going to talk about like that that's a different conversation and see i think this is entirely unconscious 
Yeah, right. This is my my one of my proposed theories is that there's a type of of unconscious surveillance of oneself and then a need to to overshare that then mm-hmm. it reduces your natural explore exploration and risky behavior. That's that's a that's just a competing theory I'm going to throw out there. Okay. And so and and the re, your theory is that the reason sex has gone down is because privacy has gone down because Facebook and Instagram and whatever has just made our personal lives more public and thus we we recoil from actually getting nasty. Yes, I I do. And I think it's things as subtle as your relationship status on what one of these platforms. Right, right? totally. And and the way that people weaponize that sometimes they break up with someone and ooh they change their status and like yeah. like I, you don't you wouldn't think that this would have any kind of like larger global impact but I'm proposing it does it's just well, one of the contributing factors it for sure has a larger global impact on our consciousness just this like and even if I'm not myself public but I'm constantly on Instagram and Facebook looking into everyone else's personal life there's still this sense is that we're all peering into each other's personal lives and i think that pervades our all of our consciousness yeah and then you wouldn't want to be viewed as ugly skanky whatever and and obviously this is impacting dudes as well right yep. the whole thing yep. about the the story of you meet some chick at the bar and then you you don't like her but you go in with her anyway like I really think this the the idea of of believing that everyone is watching you more than they really are is going to impact the amount that you go and explore these kinds of things in a way that's discreet. It's not yeah, yeah. discreet in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, I I I like that theory. The the other thing as we were saying this the um prevalence of Instagram and Facebook you would think that that is part of it. The other, here's the other way it could be part of it besides what you said is, and it kind of fits with mine is like, we're all on Instagram and Facebook and we all see all these beautiful Photoshopped Snapchat filtered people out there. So we, everyone kind of has getting this unrealistic fantasy of the, the um, angelic person that we want to be with. And that fantasy makes it hard to actually deal with real life humans. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. I think that's that's like theory number three as to as to what are the elements in this equation? Because clearly something is happening. It looks like this is a, a, a symbol of and this is this goes to my fourth theory is that people and I kind of stated this earlier on. Right. That's why I got my Mr. Rogers outfit on, because I, I didn't want to be too alarming with this one. That I, I, I actually think that all of us are starting to have a really difficult time knowing what we know. And, and I know that sounds crazy, but I mean, like, quite seriously, from your own experience, when you know how when we were talking about, hey, who is the first girl that you kiss? And, and everyone can recall that, you know, everyone can recall who the first kiss was. And then it's like. Oh, yeah. Well, you know that because it's your real experience. You you don't have to question, did I really, did that really happen? No, you know it did, right? And then there's all of this information that people are 
exposed to, and they always have been. You, you always learn things from what you see, but you didn't really do it. You saw somebody do it. You, so you kind of, it's almost like an experience that you didn't have, but you, you think you know it. And so in a way, the, the more that you get exposed to ideas that you didn't really do, but you think you know, and the, the, I think that kind of information is getting trickier and trickier to decipher from what is it that I actually know from experience that cannot be questioned? This, that's that's my, my basic argument is that I think it's harder for people to get to this base core self of, I know these things because that is what I really have experienced as opposed to, I know it because I, I know it's true. I'm sure of it because I believe it strongly. It doesn't matter how much you fucking believe it if it's just some shit you heard. Uh-huh. Right? And and uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's true, but then how does that connect to sexual sexual behavior? Well, so specifically because the the kinds of ideas that you should have sex or you shouldn't have sex based on shit people said as opposed mm. to you should have sex because you have a drive to have sex. You are you're in touch with your your drives. You're aware that hey, I have this I have this yeah, actual yeah. drive to go do this thing and here's what I know about it. I know that yeah. I kissed this person and then I hooked up with that one and so I have to do more of this. I'm yeah, going to do that's it. That's interesting. Right? It, it reminds me of the story I told last week about when I was first hooking up with my girlfriend in 8th grade and I had I was utterly not in touch with my drive to have sex. I totally did all of that hooking up thing with her because of peer pressure. Yes. And so it's interesting. I do think the social pressure, social conditioning, social expectations around sexual behavior, honestly, I think they're more, I think they're stronger than the actual true sexual impulse. Right. It, it, but then it's like to do to do it or to not do it. It just depends on which group you're in. If you're in some kind of like, super like a heavily religious influence group, they're going to say don't have sexual encounters. But then if you're in a kind of a, a, a sex positive environment, then they're going to say, oh yeah, you should have sex as soon as you think about it. Yep. And it's like, well, I don't know what the, I don't know what the real answer is and like how much you should do it and how, how many people you should try to have sex with. It's like, nobody knows the answer it's just like i i think this is one of those unique things it's kind of like well how much should you go to the gym how much how much should you pay attention to what you eat well yeah, yeah, yeah. if you ask me that question is going to be super skewed compared to someone who you find at mcdonald's like yep. it's it like how i think it's just like one of those fascinating things and I, I think sexuality is so important. And then when we start to get abstract with it and you lose touch with your own pursuit of, of knowing what you need for, for a future relationship, and that just drops us in the same place of our last, our last um, turning point is, well, how do we know what to do next? Yep. Yep. Um, okay. So uh, this thought just came as you were saying that, that, um, knowing how much sex to have so you go out on a date 
you're attracted to the person. Should you have sex tonight? No, you're not supposed to have sex on the first date. What about the second date? No, the third date, fourth date. Like, when do you have sex with them? And then how much do you have sex with them? And do you wait until marriage? So people don't know about that. And increasingly starting in the 60s until now, there's been more and more of a movement of like, it's all right, it's cool, have sex whenever you want. If you want to have sex, go for it and have sex. So people have been moving towards being more liberal on having sex. But I think it gets really complicated. And even so even that's confusing and complicated enough. But I think this added thing makes it even more complicated so much so that everyone is totally lost, which is there's like wanting to have sex and then there's wanting to be in like an emotionally secure partnership. And those both of those things exist in the dating sphere and they kind of, their relationship is a confusing one. Um, w- uh, some people, I think a common, in, a, a common impulse in more in the female brain is that when you start having sex, oxytocin starts getting released in your brain. And then there's this desire to kind of bond with them and have the emotional uh, bonding. And, and there's, it's somewhat true in the male brain, but the male brain operates differently. Um, and then there's also, and then this is more attributed to males. Again, it's not quite the simple, but the, the men like want to have sex. And then often after they have sex, they're less invested in trying to spend time with the women. And so there's just this, these competing drives of wanting to have sex or not wanting to have sex and wanting to be in a relationship or not be in a relationship. And yes. women and men are different. And it's yep. just like a complicated thing, man. Yeah. I, I think that's why you hear. Some some ladies talk about hookup culture saying that, oh, it's not cool because what eventually you're going to catch feelings, right? That they think they're going to go in and they're going to have this kind of a hookup and it's not going to lead to a romantic feeling. But then what do you know? They they end up having romantic feelings. And that's a weird fucking assumption that I would assume the opposite. I would totally assume that, hey, if you have sex with people, you're going to end up feeling all kinds of ways about them. Right. Yeah. So if it goes very, if it goes well, and it's kind of like a, a rewarding experience in 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 a multitudes of ways. Of course, you're going to have, you're going to start to dream about that person. If you, if it's terrible and you're disgusted by yourself and them, you're 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 never going to want to do that again. Right. Yeah. Totally. So it's kind of like it. it th- there's a, there's a lot of assumed. Um, I guess, yeah, I was trying to just point to you're you're right about the difference between men and women and the complexity of of the of this conversation. And it still leaves us with the dilemma of figuring out what are we supposed to call the phase after hookup culture when you when you find yourself in the 25 (laughs) percent or or you're in the other 50 percent of of kind of in relationships hookups, uh, situationships, and you're not happy with it. Like, what's the next stage of pursuit? It's like, it's almost like, like, this is an intelligent design. And I don't mean to get confused with my Mr. Rogers Christian look. (laughs) (laughs) I mean that, I mean that what if what everyone is doing was actually really smart and it was like a forced introspection that yeah. what's happening to everyone is they're actually starting to take a good look at what the hell do I want? What do I need? And as a, as a side effect of that, people are saying like, 
maybe I will figure out what I'm going to do. And so I'm just going to remain paralyzed for a second while yep. I while I recal- recalibrate. What? I think that's I totally agree. I think that's exactly what's going on is we've we started a new chapter of relationships and we're all kind of like, huh, I'm, my needs aren't really being met. So what's the new thing? And some people are just like taking a time out. Some people are like going hog wild. Some people are dressing up in costumes. And <laughs> I saw this one YouTube thing where there's this whole culture of people who dress up like horses and they <laughs> prance around and like do this like weird. It's like people are just like exploring weird shit. I think we're trying to figure it out. What are the horses people called? There's a whole culture and name and everything. It's really a fascinating like, wow, human sexuality gets so bizarre. I wonder if the horse people have sex a lot or if they don't. Like what if what if the horse people are kind of prude and they they prance up to each other and eh, they they say no. And <laughs> I wonder how they say it. Like that's why they they neigh. Horses neigh. They come eh, that means no. No. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know. What if it's a whole celibacy cult? Yeah. Yeah, we should we should get one of these horse people on um, our show. Okay, but so uh, this fa- let me just say this as some way to some because the phase question you're asking is a super important one. I don't even know if you're asking this question, so let me say this to see if this is the question you're asking. I want to say that if I try to like do a really big picture summary of human sexual relationships um, for hundreds of thousands of years anthropologists study and have said that for hundreds of thousands of years humans lived in tribes and were really kind of like polyamorous and everyone was fucking everyone and everyone was mounting everyone and yeah they had pair bonding but they also had all kinds of extracurricular activities that was the norm for hundreds of thousands of years yeah and then when when we left tribes and hunter gathering and we mo- started moving into cities and agriculture and, and shit got um we weren't in a tribe because in the tribe everyone was like a family so we were all kind of watching out for each other but then we moved into the cities and now everyone's not a family and now there's more of a negative competitive thing with the humans and that seems like that's when the religious rules around sex emerged and like only have sex after marriage and you got to get married and these kinds of things. And we've been doing that for the past couple thousand years. Yeah. So phase one is like tribal polyamory. Phase two is like religious, no sex before marriage, um, religious rules. And then phase two ended, I'm saying in the 1960s with this cultural liberation and with the invention of birth control, phase two ended. And yeah. I think we're, I think we're now pre-phase three i don't think we figured it out yet but i think there's gonna be a phase three yeah but we don't know what it is yet well okay i like this idea but also i want to point out that back in the hunter-gatherer times 50 percent of males never procreated based on a bizarre complicated interaction between the the people who got to mate more versus those who were really low in the hierarchy, but obviously now almost every person can, almost every dude can procreate. And that is like amazingly different. And almost every guy does procreate. There's, I wonder what the percentages of guys, even though 
as you point out, the, the amount of sex or exploration is going down. Just look at compared to hunter gatherers when half the dudes never procreated. Like, I don't know at what age they all started to most guys would have kids. And that's yeah, like, that, that, that is a really interesting thing. So I also have read that most animals, um, a lot of people don't get to procreate like most animals sex sex is not an equal thing at all like the alpha males get to do all the sex and the beta males don't get to do any or whatever that's obviously there's a million different versions but in some period of time with humans sex became a really equal thing sort of like everyone got to have sex and i've heard that humans are really unusual in our species, Homo sapiens is really unusual in that regards. Yeah. But now you're adding this new thing I haven't heard, which is that, but in hunter-gatherer era, it wasn't so equal. So equality sort of, we became equal maybe post-hunter-gatherer. I remember reading about this one tribe where, uh, and and the, the, the writers said that this was common among tribes, where the rule in the tribe was, if someone wants to have sex with you, you should have sex with them. Because it keeps the peace in the tribe. Oh. And and it was actually in, in one tribe, it was a crime to deny someone sex. Wow. Well, that would cause some alarm if you tried to bring that into play today. <laughs> in fact, in fact, I think that's some of the complaints they're saying that this is what hookup culture is. And I think they said Jordan Peterson said that he that was a good idea. With what I just said? Yes. I think Oh they, my god. They accused Jordan of saying that that guys should just be given a girl because other society isn't fair. Well, yeah, there because there's this um there's this notion, which and there's a lot of truth to it, that men who aren't getting to have sex, who don't get a partner, are dangerous. And they can rape or kill or mass murder or serial murder or and it's true and and then i there is this kind of in the lot and it's not just jordan peterson there's these men who are talking about and women i don't know who it is talking about we need to have equality of sex which it gets back to the we need to have marriage and sex only in marriage and if every man if there's one man and one woman or even if we include lgbt two men together or two women together or whatever but if there's a one-on-one -on -one thing and everyone's getting to have sex that keeps the peace except if it's horses then they have three and three <laughs> which that that's different but no i i like what you're saying about that but that's almost like a retro romantic idea we're never going back we can't no. go back because that's saying let's just introduce purity culture again totally or it like and Totally. And that's, I, it's one of the, I, I, I don't try to disagree with Jordan Peterson because he's a smart motherfucker, but this is one of the ways that I disagree with him. I think he kind of wants to go back and yeah. I don't think, I think we need to go forward into this new Arden charted territory of how are we going to figure out sex and relationships in a new way? And I think we're a long ways from figuring it out. 